This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Hey guys, Java Chapman here, producer of Fixing 101 and the man behind the boards. And I first want to say thank you for tuning in to this Fixing 101 podcast. Also, I want to let you know that this episode contains a few technical imperfections. We wanted to keep the show as intact as possible, but we also wanted to be transparent because we know this show will sound slightly different than other episodes. Now with that out the way, here comes the crew. Jason Klein, Pam Pibus, Jeff Salmons, and this week's Fixing 101. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHE certified inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl and licensed contractor Jeff Simmons from Houseworks. Springtime is project time around the house, and now is a perfect opportunity to get work done on the outside of your home. Thank goodness for new entertaining spaces, beefing up your backyard and its fixtures. Join the conversation with us this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. Oh, you can send an email too. Fixit101 at mpbonline.org. So, uh, wow, Pam's back today. How are you guys doing? I'm good. I can't, I forgot how to put my headphones on. <laughs> are they backwards? I think no, they yeah, are. Yeah. No. You've been on vacation for how many weeks? Two weeks. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it was awesome. Isn't I, it fun? I've never done that before. Um, and the whole time I've owned this company, I've never left. Well, that's not true. I have done that before, but it's been a minute. Yeah. So. Well, it's um, it's scary sometimes when we leave. It is because you're just and I had to do you're a little nervous. bit of work when right. I was gone, just that's a little true. bit, but most of it. I have an awesome uh, staff, and they took care of everything. And so now I'm back trying to deal with all the stuff that didn't get dealt with when I was, you know, the worst part it, about a vacation it, is coming it, home. <laughs> it, it, it waited on you. Yeah, it was like, oh, well, they wait till she gets here, and then we'll, then we'll deal with it. But, no, it's awesome, and I'm, I'm glad I came back. I flew in. It was 80, 80 degrees and sunny when I left on Saturday. When I got to Jackson, it wasn't 80 degrees and sunny. <laughs> Well, we're glad you're back. It was cold. I am, and I, I had an incident happen in the house with my house sitter when I was gone. I was going to talk about that this morning. Um, but, you know, we had that cold spell last week. And um, <clears throat> so I, she was staying in the guest room, and I told her, I said, well, just get that space heater because it's an old house. Just plug that son of a gun in and turn that on. And um, <laughs> she sent me a picture of the burned up outlet. No. Oh, no. Oh, no. Well, get this. Talking about cold. Now, this is this is nuts. The um, um, we're, we're, on, we're on, on, on propane. OK. Um, <laughs> the coldest day that we've had in the last say three weeks or so right i'm sitting in front of my fireplace it runs out of propane oh no oh, oh yeah no, that's a bad day no that's a bad day <laughs> so of course the stove doesn't work the fireplace doesn't work are you on propane heat too or you got no a, i'm electric you got some heat pumps out there yeah yeah well at least i mean that's good news right there what about your water heater 
Uh, it's electric. So you could take a warm bath. <laughs> Nothing worse than a cold shower. <laughs> okay. Um, real quick, we've got uh, Catherine on the line here. Catherine, uh, let's see, wants to start to build a home and wants to know how to start. Wow, you called the right place. I've got a couple acres, uh, several acres in the county, and I actually would like to build some small rental units, maybe put some Katrina cottages or something out there. Um, I just don't know the first thing to do, where to start, and I don't even know what kind of density I could uh, build with out there, and um, where do I begin? Catherine, what um, what county are you in? Occidental. Okay, Starkville. No. Yeah, that's Starkville. That's Starkville. Okay. Well, this is something interesting. If you are truly in the county, um, there are no building code whatsoever, unfortunately. Yeah, nobody's watching you. No, but I mean, you can build a 20-story uh, apartment <clears throat> building if you want. Well, I was told there would be a limitation as far as um, um, cesspools or... or how, how the sewage would be well, arranged. Now, now you're talking something totally different because you are on septic tank, so uh, or, or or field lines or whatever. So when you get in that situation, the health department will dictate um, what what density you can have on that particular system. But as far as a building code, there will there will be no one inspecting those buildings. Yeah, you don't which, have to pull a permit. Right. Which um, I highly disagree with. Yeah, you may want to look at, and there's some good inspectors uh, up in that area, in the Startville area. You may want to hire a uh, just independent home inspector to help you just it, it's to your benefit to make sure that the work is done correctly because you don't have code inspectors following everything. So um, a lot of us will do what's called a phase inspection where we follow kind of like the code inspector does. Well, I, I, had, I had you do one for me. Right. Remember? Yeah. Yeah. So. And so <clears throat> I, I would really highly recommend that just to make sure you're getting the quality work. Um, and it, you wouldn't have to be as... Um, consistent as maybe a code inspector that follows every single thing, but for your big deals like your foundations and your, um, you know, your electrical, whenever they finish with your electrical before they sheetrock everything up, or if you're going to bring in Katrina cottages just to make sure your hookups are done right, um, electrical specifically, because if that's not done right, you could really have a problem, it's specifically if you're looking at rentals. <laughs> Yes. Well, uh, you know what? We, uh, Catherine, thank you so much. I hope you got the, 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 the uh, advice you were looking for. Well, I have one other question. Sure. The ground out there doesn't drain that well. Uh, it's very spongy in places, and I'm just wondering uh, how I would find out what kind of foundations or how practical it would even be to build out there to uh, the actual land itself might be a question. Uh, excellent, excellent question. How we deal with that, you will want to do a soil boring. They will go down 10 feet. They will tell you what soils you have. Do you have expansive clays? Do you have sandy loam? At that point, you will get with your dirt contractor. Y'all will read the dirt report, and you'll either excavate and bring in new dirt 
or you will, you know, there's several options. You can dig it, turn it, dry it. It just depends on what kind of soil that you have. And if I'm well, not, who do, a, I get, who do I get to do that? Uh, there's do there's several companies. You can use Blackwell. You can use Ladner, uh, Burns Cooley. Just look up uh, soil borings in Mississippi. Yeah, and I'm wondering, don't they teach you how to do that at Mississippi State? <laughs> Isn't that like one of the classes up there? Because it's all ag. Um, I was I was an English major. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, you may want to check with. Um, uh, land management, and um, I was actually thinking, what is, I'm drawing a blank on it, because uh, I had extension services. Like, to, uh, oh, yeah, contact yeah, yeah. your extension service up there, because that's kind of where they're based out of anyway, yeah, is Mississippi it, State. At, at Mississippi State, right. and get them to come out and take a look at They'll do that for free. And then I bet they got a list of folks who could help you out from that point forward. Yeah, that's great. Uh, I'm all for free. Well, but, you know, keep in mind, free could cost you thousands of dollars. <laughs> so just make sure that you're getting good information. <laughs> okay, Kathy. All right, thank you so much. Thank you so very much. I appreciate you calling. Um, we are going to go take our first break. Johnny is on the line, and we're going to get to you next as soon as we come out and uh, talk to you about your leaks in your roof. It's time for us to take a first break of the hour. Today, we're looking to make our, your home the best staycation it could be. Some people will be making vacation plans for the summer, but your home can become a real destination with a little bit of work, so stay tuned. Join today's show. Call us at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. This is Larry Morrissey with the Mississippi Arts Commission. I'm one of the hosts of the Mississippi Arts Hour, the arts interview show on Think Radio. Each week, myself or one of my fellow hosts bring you in-depth interviews with different creative Mississippians. We talk with visual artists, musicians, writers, as well as people who help bring the arts to their communities. We hear about how each artist learned their craft and get some insight into their creative process. You can hear the Arts Hour every Sunday at 5 p.m. on Think Radio, or listen anytime by subscribing to the show through your favorite podcasting app. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, Ashy Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and Licensed Contractor Jeff Simmons from Houseworks. You can join the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Okay, I promise Johnny is going to be on the line here in Poplarville. You got a leak in a metal roof, Johnny? Uh, yes, sir. I have uh, about a 25-year-old metal roof, and it, it wasn't decked. You know, it was kind of uh, up there on the rafters, and that was the way at the time it seemed to, you know, people directed me to do it that way. And I, I don't have severe leaks. I just have, you know, like ceiling spotting. And I, my, I was just wondering, you know, trying to naturally save a little money. I just thought about the coating, and I was wanting to know if what you thought of the coating, 
And this particular roof, it's, you know, my sections of roofs are in different uh, sizes, and this is about 30 by 30. And the, and the metal sheets are all in one length. They're extremely long, and I thought that possibly could be the problem. I've heard that uh, longer pieces are, you know, actually twist and all in the heat and the cool. But I was, I, my, you know, and then the, also you have the screws involved. But mainly I was just wanting to know what you thought of the coating and, and maybe how to go about this without a lot of expense. Well, first, um, are those the original screws that went into the roof? Uh, yes, sir, they sure are. That's probably where your water's coming from. Uh, those screws are usually... I've, I've actually had trouble with it. Uh, I had it put down on 97 and 99. We had a storm down here, and it leaked severely, and I asked them to come back, and they put the the, the, uh, what it, the material between the sheets of metal, and then they changed out the screws then. And that what was, year was that? That was in 99, and I yeah. still experienced it. Yeah. Like I said, this is not like severe leaks. They're just body, body leaks on the ceiling. Johnny, I think you have more of a substrate problem. I, I think the substrate is moving. Um, what is that? That's what your metal is screwed to. Those wood, there's wooden slats up there. They yeah. run those wood slats between the rafters. Yeah. I can't recommend you put a lot of money in this roof. Okay? I think I think you're in the checkout line with this roof. So I, I think eventually you're going to change the roof and then put the right substrate on it and, and then have a good roof at that point. Yeah, the problem... What you're going to run into is, and I'm going to agree with Jeff, is that you've got you got 30 years out of it, so you're it's in overdrive now. It's outlived its life expectancy, and what happens? Jason's right too. On those screws is a rubber gasket, and that rubber gasket, when they screw that um, that screw in or that attachment in, seals that nail right. or that screw but rubber outside definitely has a lifespan yeah and so you could spend a lot of money switching all of those out or just go ahead and, and do a new roof and keep in mind folks roofs rarely leak with the roofing material the asphalt or the um the metal it's not leaking because of the metal it's leaking at the attachments or the flashing right and you've also got rubber boots up there around your uh, plumbing penetrations, uh, unless they, you know, sometimes they leave those in the attic and put an air admittance valve on them. But that, the leaking is not occurring because of the metal. The leak is, leaking is occurring because of the attachments. That's right. Yeah. Metal roofs walk. <laughs> right. <laughs> they, yeah, I mean, when the sun comes out on a cold day, You'll hear that popping going on up there. So okay. if you're... Uh, you say new roof? Are you talking about, a, you know, new metal? New metal? Um, yeah. Well, I would, a, a, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yes, I actually have a couple of different types now. One of them won't have exposed grooves, correct, Jeff? Exposed fasteners. fasteners yeah, just standing seam yeah. roof right. where they're not exposed, when, yeah. and they're awesome. Right. Okay. Well, and, and you don't really recommend the, the coating then? I've seen pros and cons on that. I don't like it with the substrate that you have. Okay. Well, that does add more weight, a coating. Well, that, and because the roof is still going to flex. Right. And it's and you're going to get a crack on the coating at, at the flex line. Right. And it's going to leak. Huh? Okay. So. Well, that, wow. 
That, that would that would be terrible to put all that up there. And right. Still, I, I, yeah, I cannot you're spend a lot of money when I cannot uh, recommend putting money on a thirty year roof right no yeah, way. So. Yeah. All right. Well, that's the advice I was. Looking for. <laughs> that was the advice you were trying Sorry. to avoid. Sorry. <laughs> Making the decision of what to do. You know, I thought the coating might be the the cheaper way out. I'm. You know, I don't know how long I'm going to be in the home myself. I mean, naturally, it'll still be here when I'm I'm gone from it. But I just didn't, I just, right now I'm kind of like trying to figure out uh, which route to go, and I'd seen the coding. Right. Well, just keep in mind, cheap can cost you thousands of dollars. <laughs> I mean, it's just. Yeah. Well, Johnny, I hope that helps you out. I had leaks in it from the get-go, and I, it's hard to, I think I went about it wrong. I actually built another building, and I did a deck it with felt and all that, and mm-hmm. I don't have that issue with that. And I think. Maybe the deck and is the is biggest part of the problem. That's yeah, what that, Jeff means by your substrate. What, that's right. Yeah. Okay. So, be a lot less flex with that deck on there. Too. Yes. yes. All right. Thanks a lot, Johnny. Right, well, thank you very much. Yes, sir. Let's keep on rolling. Alan's on the line, on the line and Brandon, and wants to put in a window. Are you doing this, Alan? Uh, no, I, I'm having people. Well, in a nutshell. I can't. I went to Mississippi. Now I'm back in in Brooklyn. There's a historical building. My sister. Uh-huh. Every place in the window historically because of the status. Right. But I'm just wondering. There's a three section window. I mean, when they put the regular windows, single windows, bang, it's like a box. Put it in there. Moldings all there. But they put the three. There's like a three section. There's a a regular. A, I don't know if it's the same size, but it's a wide window and two side windows. Mm-hmm. They have it together in one piece. Okay. Right. Yeah. Probably came, uh, probably came that yeah. way. Yeah, it's... it's the, thing is, he cut, the installer kind of told me right before, oh, he's going to have to do a molding in the middle because this is going to be loose and everything. You're going to have to replace that. Is that normal? Would that... Does yeah. that sound normal if you're... Yeah, very. Yeah, so what I'm hearing, you have a fixed window in the middle with two flankers on each side that probably operate. Oh, yeah, they're straight. They're, they're not, they don't stick out like some of these. Perfect. Okay, yes. Those windows will come mold together from the factory. Uh, and all that means is they have connected the windows. Once they're installed, you will have to put decorative trim over that connection point or you would see an ugly joint yes yeah. yeah well i just put it in and um, but it's just trim work any handyman could probably pick that up of course yeah. oh, yeah. absolutely yeah. Take pictures of it to get the I mean, it's supposed to look good outside, but inside. <laughs> yeah. like, that, that's right. It, it just needs some trim. Yeah, yeah. it just so. needs some purdy. Oh, okay. So he said any handyman can do that. Any handyman could do that, yes, right. sir. Oh, that's one quick question. Yeah. He, this is the fourth floor, the top floor of the building. The, he kind of pointed out there was like some kind of wetness or moisture. And I don't know, it's sand or it's, it's maybe it's a 1914 building. That was, right. Oh, but I'm just saying he didn't know where it was coming from. If it if it's still there, was they it under the, the window you were replacing? They 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 fixed the the roof back in 2019. There's a lot of over the years. My sister uh, didn't do much work with it. <laughs> well, 
Well, that's a, a, you know what? A 1914 house is going to have stuff wrong with it. That's okay. It's expected. Especially um, in the walls when you start tearing something out. Right. <laughs> You'll find all kinds of fun things in but, there. But I will say, moisture um, is always a problem, always something you're trying to mitigate. Um, but I, unless it's excessive, I don't see any... Uh, well, he says that uh, he's worrying about may it might affect the windows. Yeah. Well, that mean you mean I could push the window out? No, this window's not not going nowhere. Interesting. <laughs> okay. All right. It's all put in, but I was just wondering on the roof. It looks like it's all done, but it comes up like a foot and a half up on the front. Yeah, the front. I don't know what you call that. Is they have a part of the wall coming up so you don't fall off, I guess. <laughs> right. Okay, right. it's got a parapet wall. And, uh, okay. I mean, it's, I was just wondering if that's possible. It's, prob- it, so. it's probably leaking at the parapet wall because it probably doesn't have a cap on it. Interesting. So the wall comes up above and then the roof is down below, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, wall, yeah. Okay, okay. okay. So they have a silver... I don't know. The silver covering is coming up. Fine. fine. Okay. No, I know exactly what you're talking about now. That's called a parapet wall. It's very common for the top of that wall to have a breach in it. Get a flashing contractor to look at that because that is most likely where your water is coming from. Okay. Very common. The the manager of the building. Yeah. 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 All right. They're going to have to get somebody to come in and look at that. Okay, thank you very much. Thanks, I love Alan. this show. All the shows. <laughs> yeah, tell Brooklyn we said hey. <laughs> all right, uh, I'm glad we went all the way around the world to get right. that parapet wall. Uh, the parapet wall. <laughs> Those parapets, I tell you, they, they're a pain. All right, so uh, Willa is on the line in Memphis and has an interesting question. Uh, go for it, Willa. Hi, I've got a simple question. Who would I call to install a garbage disposal? Well, let me ask you. Let me ask you a question. Uh, have you ever had a garbage disposal before? No. Okay. You don't want one. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, the reason why I ask that is that if you've already had one, you've already had the power run to it, which means uh, if you've not already had a garbage disposal, you're going to have to have someone run power to that area to power the disposals. Well, I live in I live in one room, which used to be the original owner's workshop. And in the cabinet next to it, there is an electrical outlet in there. Oh, but good. it would involve drilling a hole through the side wall of the cabinet to plug it in. How old is this uh, structure that you're in? Oh, about 13 years old. Okay. Oh, okay. So the plumbing's not that old. No, well, the, the kitchen part, is, it, it was his workshop, and it's now my in-law's suite. And this one wall of kitchen is all brand new. Yeah, well, I was thinking more about your drain lines because right. the last thing you want to do is oh. put a garbage disposal in an old house with old drain lines because right. you're just oh. accelerating just for, the deterioration. For, for trouble. <laughs> well, and I will say that uh, to answer your question, just kind of straight out right, um, if you already have power nearby, any any handyman worth his salt can put in a, uh, a garbage disposal as long as they take that plug out. Um, yeah, your biggest challenge deal. is to get your plumbing from, you know, well, I, do you have a, a dishwasher? No. 
Oh, okay. Okay. Leave the, leave, leave, leave the plug, plug in. Yeah, leave the plug in. Yeah. This is this actually for someone who's done anything close to this before will be fairly easy, yeah. to be honest with you. Um, the only thing that's really difficult about doing a garbage disposal, and having done a couple of myself, is that um, uh, when you're under a sink, everything is heavy. And a garbage disposal oh my Lord, is yes. very heavy. Oh my goodness! Like, yes, I was shaking yeah, by the yeah. time I was like, "Oh my gosh!" So, so, so but, but, uh, like I said, a, a handy person would would have no problem with that. I would. Yeah, think. and I would ask them if they've done it before. Right? Yeah, yeah. You don't want to be the learning curve. No. <laughs> Good point. Well, thanks a bunch. I appreciate it. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Deep South Dining is the show all about the culture of Southern flavor. From fried chicken and collard greens to shrimp and grits and a glass of sweet tea. Subscribe now to the podcast using any podcast app or download our MPB public media app. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHE Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl and Licensed Contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. And if you missed any of today's program, you can always listen back by uh, podcast using any podcast app or our MPB public media app. So there you go. Number to call is 877-MPB-RING. Wanted to get to an email. Um... And we talked about this a little while back, and uh, Jeff, I remember you giving an answer, but but this is going to get a little bit more down in there. Explain how a heating, explain how heating and cooling works with a heat pump. The problem with my system is it works good and less expensive than the old unit, as long as the temperature is above forty-five degrees. Mister Lightfoot. Oh, so he's saying he he, he had an older air conditioning unit and traded it for a. Uh, for a heat pump, he's not getting apparently the oomph out of it that uh, maybe the air conditioner had a heat. Well, most my experience with a heat pump is somewhat limited, even though I have one yeah. uh, in 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 our apartment above the garage. Mm-hmm. Uh, since we don't have natural gas, um, we elected to go heat pump with emergency heat strips. So. I'm, I'm because we we never get cold in the in the apartment, and it also heats my office. Um, and if it's not performing, I hit the emergency heat, and I get heat strips inside. So, oh, I, I get it now. I, I may not be the right person to ask that question. Well, <clears throat> heat pumps are awesome in Florida. <laughs> I mean. They're great in areas where you don't have extreme weather. But once you start getting into, you've just described the problem that you have is that they do not perform well when it's less than 45 degrees. They just don't. And so you may want to look at some type of uh, alternate heat for that, maybe a freestanding gas stove or, um, you know, I just said I burned an outlet up with my heater but (laughs) you you know some type of an alternate because of or even room heat let's say that your bathroom's really cold so you could put in a uh, a unit that has heat and venting for in the bathroom well this this you know i've got to say this if that's the case if we're having to add appliances to make this thing happen 
is a heat pump the right decision? Well, that's probably why that that's probably why we put the emergency heat strips in my and you can add them. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then oh. there's and then there's just a little button on the thermostat that says emergency heat. That sounds like your your trick right there. Yeah. yeah. We've got heat pump out at the pond, and but we also have a freestanding propane gas stove. Right. For for that very reason, you know, the one or two times that we're going to get below freezing. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, there. And then you run into a heat pump. I would never recommend a heat pump in an older house because your insulation in your ceiling is not as good. Heat pumps in newer construction can be awesome if the envelope's been sealed up well. So, okay, so if it's an older house, um, should, if you're, you know, living in Mississippi, should you consider heat pump? I probably wouldn't, especially moving up north of the metropolitan area Mm -hmm. where the temperatures can get a little bit cooler. Mm -hmm. So you really have to think about the individual situation that you're in. Okay. So when you start looking at sizing on air conditioning, you have to think about what are your eaves on the house, how much shade are you getting, what's the orientation of the home, do you have a lot of windows on the west side where you get a lot of sun coming in? Right. Um, and then, but in new construction, because they're sealed up so good, you've got double, triple pane windows, you've got ceiling around all the windows, so you've got adequate insulation. Right high efficiency. Yeah, well, or in newer construction, yes. Yeah. But you get into the older stuff, you just got a lot of holes in the envelope right. that you have to deal with. And what we're trying to do, folks, with, especially here in the South, now, you guys up North, this is not going to apply. But here in the South, what we're trying to do is we're not necessarily trying to get the um, air to cool down inside the house. We're just trying to get rid of the moisture. Right. So once you remove that moisture, the temperature does come down and you feel more comfortable. If a heat pump is not keeping up with that, then you're going to be uncomfortable. Humid all the time in your home. Yeah. 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 And so, you know, it's really an individual situation. Yeah. Okay. Lester's on the line in Gulfport. He's got a comment about heat pump. What are you thinking, Lester? Uh, I've been running heat pump for about 30 years. Well, I moved in my house about 30 years ago. It had a heat pump. And uh, at the time I moved in... I was paying three and four hundred dollars a month electric bill running a heat pump. Ouch! And now I went to uh, Coast Electric and took a class on how to insulate your house and everything. I came back, I put in six inches six inches of insulation in my attic. I put vents uh, uh, to pull the heat out the top and changed out single pane windows. And my bill dropped from four something, and I pay right at a hundred dollars a month now. And I'm still running heat pump, and it will run you out the house. There you okay, go. So you, That's you, exactly what I'm talking about. There you go. So if you close it up, the heat pump would be uh, yeah, absolutely. a viable option. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 what I'm saying, that may be something that they want to look at, you know, in the house, make sure the house is well insulated and closed it up. And that heat pump, man, it, it, it works well. I have about 1,800 square foot in my house, and I run a three-ton heat pump. Wow. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's about let right. Me, let yeah. me ask you guys. Um, if if I go to the air conditioning store today, uh, and if I see a regular air conditioning heating system and a heat pump system, what difference in price am I looking at? I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't think. 
It's not uh, yeah. much different. I used a heat a pump. Bucks. And, up a hundred bucks. Yeah, and Lester may have done the same thing. I did a heat pump because we did not have access to natural gas. Okay. If I have if I have natural gas, uh-huh. I'm doing a conventional furnace and I'm doing a condensing a a a a coil and and a, a, a condensing unit. Okay. Since I don't have natural gas, uh-huh. we elected to do the heat pump was the best option. Is it working well for you? It works great. Great. Okay. Yeah, well, I have no problem. Thanks, yeah. Lester. I appreciate that. Those are help. good points, Lester. Yeah. yeah hey, Y'all have a good day. Hey, Lester, can I ask you one more yeah. question? Where did you go take yeah. this class? Co- Coast Electric. Uh, oh. Yeah. Coast Electric, it was right after Katrina, you know, they were having classes. Oh, I got you. Real I got you. Yes. See, I'm a licensed electrical and air-conditioned contractor. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Yes, yes. So you're yes. calling so. to tell us. <laughs> well, tell, advise, whichever. Right. <laughs> well, and see, he's on the coast, and that's to my point. Yeah. Well, you know, heat pumps are great in the south. You know, the further south you go, right. I don't know that you'd find gas heat in Florida. Right. I don't know. Ah, uh, Yeah. I don't know. I never had it when I lived in Florida. Listen, they didn't have air conditioner where I was last week. So. Uh, well, I'm not going there, wherever that is. I'm it was way there. south. Right. Okay. Uh, I wanted to talk about this today. Um, uh, Java found this article from Forbes, and it was really neat. We talked about it on the show a little while back, uh, about how, you know, solar's coming along. It's it's finding some some new ways to, to be used. It's getting a little more efficient. Uh, Java and I were talking the other day that if you take 49, um, you know, say like from uh, Memphis all the way, you know, down, if you take 49 from, say, like Grenada or something like that, you'll see solar farms. Solar farms. Yeah, it's, it's so awesome. Cool. It's great. They're all in and the Arkansas Delta. Yeah, it's but it's crazy. One of the things we've mentioned on the on the show here was the possibility of roof tiles. Solar roof tiles. Mm-hmm. And we don't mean the big things that you put up there, you know, the six-foot tiles that you mount. We mean actual... It's, so, a, it's the actual shingle. Right. So here we go. The Tesla solar roof, mm-hmm. designed by Tesla, offers a... Uh, and I'm, and I'm, I'm reading a sales pitch here, John. Is that what I'm reading? Yeah. It's like a spec thing. Uh, offers a sustainable and energy-efficient alternative to modern-day roofing. The roof comes with solar glass shingles an integrated power wall battery to store generated energy. Um, though expensive, right? a two-story, 2,000-square-foot 2, house roof costs just over $55,000 yeah. uh, before incentives now. But assuming you're replacing the original roof, the roof is intended to save money in the long run by reducing or eliminating homeowners' electricity bill entirely. However, there's also the solar roof is meant to be installed on top. This is crazy. On top of a single-layer, three-tab asphalt or composition shingle roof. Hmm. Perfect. Uh, That is less than 20 years old, Mm -hmm. it says. For any other roofing material or any other buildings may be more complex. The roof may be replaced entirely. But if you've got a single, say, a single... Uh, three tab shingle roof. Which Less is than twenty like years. A common thing. Less than twenty. Oh well, <laughs> and, and it, I thought it said also uh, architect shingle. Either one, three yeah, tab yeah, yeah. or so. Right. Yeah. So, so that's that's pretty cool. And it said um, requiring a. Uh, uh, this will add about ten grand to your top cost, is what it says, of a roof. But what it does say is that this stuff is down the road. It, it is absolutely coming. It's coming. I don't have a 
issue with solar. I love solar. Uh-huh. The problem is justifying the cost. Yeah. You, How do you, you justify to... the cost? Right. When we can, when we can heat and cool our house efficiently the way we're doing it now, right. and our and our utility bills one hundred fifty, two fifty, whatever. Right. Now I'm going to spend forty thousand dollars on a roof. Well, and and you know, and, and I was thinking of this. It's a lot of the way people buy homes now. A lot of people buy homes to be the home for that time, okay? This is the starter home, all right? This is the family home, okay? This is the retirement home. You know what I'm saying? I mean, all these different kind of homes. But some people, I remember, uh, would buy that first family home, and that was a generational home for a long time. Well, that's a place where I would think putting a roof on. Yeah, uh, if you're going to be there. Right. If you're going to be there, you may as well. Uh, that That is a place where you could eventually reap the benefits uh of that financially. Now, if this is just something that you want to do to, uh, you know, for me, it would just be a gadget. It would be fun to have that on the roof just to see what it would do, you know. But but there is, hey, if you just want to see what this looks like, you know. Looks well, like and look at what you're, um, what you're financing. That's what I've been seeing. Um, I've done a little bit of consulting work on solar, mm-hmm. and the financing options and the government uh, rebates can make it pretty economical. It's pretty amazing. Well, and this price that that, uh, that they were talking on the Tesla and everything was pre-incentives. Uh, uh, so that didn't include what incentives you might get for taxes. Incentives. And then uh, let me just stress, too, the financing that they offer at 1.9 or 1. Point, you know, I mean, right. my goodness. Hello. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, it is, I wanted to mention it because, uh, first of all, it, it, you know, the first thing I saw was that it was a Tesla solar roof. The interesting thing about that is that if you walk up to anybody in the world and you ask them, who's the manufacturer of your roofing? No one has a clue. Right. But the fact that it's got Tesla's name on it may get it a little more, garner a little more attention for it. Well, I'm thinking about this, too. I laughed. You know, I didn't read the news for a couple of weeks. And I come back and the price of gas, and I'm like, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> and I got a friend who's got a Tesla, and she doesn't care. Yeah, yeah. She just plugs her car in at night. This is so she's saving a lot right now. now. This is one of those moments. So you just never know. (laughs) All right, number to call is eight seven seven MPB ring. That's eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Time for us to take our last break of the hour. Um, We are going to be talking a little bit more about uh, the solar panels. We're going to continue taking your home improvement questions. And uh, even maybe about making your home a staycation destination. If you've got any questions, give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. This podcast is a local production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting and depends on the support of listeners like you. If you can, please donate today at mpbonline.org. And thanks. You're 
listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHE certified inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and licensed contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. If you missed any of today's program, you can always listen back by podcast using any podcast app or our MPB public media app. So, uh, number to call again, 877-MPB-RING. A couple of questions coming in that i got to ask you guys about, and this one uh, uh, from Gulfport. Okay, good morning. The house has settled, and uh, we've had taken care of uh, our house in Gulfport has settled, and we have had that taken care of with foundation work. Okay, so they've had some foundation work, and apparently the house was, you know, uh, breaking apart. Anyway, the remaining issue is that the popcorn or lightly speckled layer of paint in the ceiling has cracked. Oh man, this is everywhere. Yeah. And broken away from the ceiling in several places in two rooms. Photos attached. Well, we don't have that for radio. Uh, we tried gluing part of the loosening material back in place, which did not work very well. That's the source of the darker areas around the cracks. We're, we aren't fond of the popcorn treatment, but it was there when we bought the house. Is this something an amateur can repair to look acceptable? Should we attempt to remove the rest of the popcorn, that would be overwhelming, and start over with a smooth finish? Rebecca, thanks. Well, Rebecca, having, <laughs> having dealt with this personally, um, it's going to blow your mind. First of all, if you decide to scrape that, when you're done, have it painted, spackled the whole nine yards. It'll be gorgeous. It's going to take you a month if you've never done it. So, uh, you might or not longer. Want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and your uh, back's going to hurt. Your shoulders are going to hurt. And you're going to have a crick in your neck. Here's the coolest thing in the world, though, that I'm going to tell you about. Okay, you can go to any of your box stores, even your uh, big giant Wally World retailers for this. You can get spray-on sealing. And it even comes textured, popcorn. It sprays directly up into the air, and it will cover those spots and look like... Now, I will say this. If your ceiling is older and has some dirt on it or something like that, this will show because it's going to be bright white. That's right. Mm-hmm. But, but it will... If you look, there'll be several cans there that that have different ceiling textures that will just you can simply yeah. simply spray it. That that's a that's a great alternative too. Mm-hmm. Save you save you some money and and then once you do it, mm-hmm. quit looking at the ceiling. Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. Stop you know? looking up. I mean it's not it's not gonna be perfect. Uh uh-uh. uh. And if you can live with that, you just fixed it for ten dollars. Right. Instead of the the scraping actually can work, but we're talking Oh it's so it's la- it's labor intensive and it's expensive. And it's expensive. Um, I, I do wanna add one thing about solar. A friend of mine just texted me the federal rebate is twenty six percent of the cost of the system. Nice. Oh wow. Hello. Wow. I didn't realize. Okay. I didn't I didn't know it. I didn't know so. that. Twenty six percent. That's yeah. interesting. On fifty five grand that becomes some money. That's some money yeah. right so. there. That's the that's the cost of a that's, regular roof. That's now. the current that is the current percentage of federal rebate. Well, wow. We are about to get schooled in these last few moments here. Is Total. it Timothy? Timothy is on the line. Timothy. Nice. Timothy off the grid. <laughs> What's going on, Timothy? Well, you know, I, I've looked at these uh, Tesla roofs, and I, I think they're silly. They're they're designed to comply with a homeowners association that doesn't like solar on the roof. You know? Right, 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 right. That's, it looks, that's what this is for. Yeah. But 
anybody could put solar panels on their roof for much, much less money and get the full 26% rebate and never have another electric bill. You know, you, you're talking $250 a month for electric bill average around here. Right. And, you know, that's some real money, you know, when you add it up over time, you know. You better bet, real quick. You so, know, uh, um, so, but you've got an entire you can do solar it yourself. system. You can do it yourself. You can do it yourself. All you need to do is be able to read and follow instructions. <laughs> Understand. Now, do you get up on your own roof, Timothy? Yeah. Wow. Well, see, you're special. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm really not. I'm really not. I, I got no. T- I know tons of people just like me. Yes. And you yes. know what I'm doing today? I'm 3D printing um, uh, blades for a new wind turbine that I'm building out of scraps. Nice. That is okay. awesome. Timothy, uh, how big? How, out, Timothy, how big are these blades? Oh, they're small. This is, you know. Somebody threw out a 3D, um, threw, threw out a uh, dot matrix printer, uh-huh. which has three uh, NEMA motors built into it, right? Yeah. So I pulled out the NEMA motors, which are still functioning. Of course. I we made, uh, <laughs> I, bri- I built bridge rectifiers, so I turned motors into generators, and I'm going to mount them on my roof line, and there will be three of them up there, and they'll put out about uh, 300 watts. When they're all three running. Nice. You're amazing, Timothy. Yeah. Well, have you so, ever made a flux capacitor? <laughs> I have several. <laughs> Send us one, please. Oh, man. Timothy, you're awesome. Thank you, you for the call. You are awesome. Y'all have a good day. And I just, we just go to the library, man. Go to the dang library. Okay. <laughs> all right. Timothy. All right. Uh, and let a- me mention something else. Let's go back to this ceiling thing. Yeah. Another option and something that I did in my home mm-hmm. is I just covered it. With what? You, you well, could do that. I did. Um, no, metal. Yeah. I just put corrugated metal in my office on the ceiling. Oh, you know, yeah, and I have seen people do, and you can do this really easily and pretty cheaply, too, now, because you can buy an 8 by 4 piece of, like, wainscoting. Yeah. Right? And, and uh, boy, you put that on the ceiling, and that'll... You could put beadboard up there. In my hallway, I had an old ceiling fan. Mm -hmm. We took that thing out, and I sealed that hole up. Well, Mm -hmm. now I got this ugly thing in my hallway. So what I did is I got vinyl siding beadboard that you see on soffits. No way. And just screwed it up there. The screws are concealed in the grooves, and it looks like I've got beadboard in there. And it was... Pennies. It was not expensive, and, and and it was something that you could do yourself. Yeah, I mean, so. it's, it was so easy, and now it just looks like I've got beadboard in my hall ceiling. All right. Um, one more question. We're about to have to end it here, but I got an email. We have a brawn stove hood. The electric power went out. Now the fan doesn't work. The light's fine. Can you help me out? But that fan motors. Fan motors fried. It's just done. Oh, it's tired. He wants to go on vacation. Right. You could spend four hundred dollars and replace that fan motor, or <laughs> just get a new vent right. fan. <laughs> just get a whole new, you know, get you one. Make sure it's venting out correctly, and call it a day. It'll be a lot quieter. That's true. That's true. The efficiency. The be new better. ones are just you don't even know they're on till your two pay goes up. Right. <laughs> All right, folks. 
Talking about the toupee. There we go. Um, you know what? Let's go ahead and wrap this up before we do something stupid. Um, Fix It 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show is produced by Mr. Java Chapman. Our call screener today was Liz Gill. For Pam Pivas, Jeff Sammons, I'm Jason Klein. Stay tuned for our Wednesday 10 a.m. program, Everyday Tech, with Jay White. And join us next Wednesday at 9 for Fix It 101 only on MPB Think Radio. This is MPB Think Radio. Mississippi is our mission.